Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Testimony of Yeshua. This is part two of the series. And so now Yeshua is going to tell Moses his name, and we read it in the English, I am that I am. And he says, Thus you shall say unto the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. And God said to Moses, well, the God that's speaking to Moses is the messenger of the Lord that appeared to him at the burning bush. And so it's I am that I am that appeared to Moses at the burning bush. And this I am who is the messenger of the Lord said, this is my name. I am the Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial unto all generations. So the messenger of the Lord wants to be known in all generations that he is the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, and he is the I am. So this is why we see in so many scripture passages, particularly in the book of John, where Yeshua speaks of himself as I am. For example, in John chapter 8, verse 12, Yeshua said to them, I am the light of the world. He that follows me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. And then in John and chapter 14 and verse 6, Yeshua said to them, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no man comes in the Father but by me. And so then we can see that Yeshua is making a connection when he's speaking to the Jews in the book of John that he is the I am. And of course, knowing the Torah and knowing the account of the children of Israel being delivered from Egyptian bondage, that it was Moses who was sent to be the one by which the redemption from Egypt is going to come through that Yeshua, in amplifying the importance of 
knowing and believing that he is the I am, it says in John in chapter 8 and verse 24, Yeshua said, I say to you that you will die in your sins, that if you believe not that I am, and the word he is in italics, which means it's not in the Greek text. So Yeshua, in speaking to the Jews, he says to them that if you do not believe that I am, you will die in your sins. And so what's he making a reference to? The conversation that Yeshua, in the form of the messenger of the Lord, had with Moses at the burning bush when he said, I am that I am, and I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so in the book of John, and Yeshua having conversation with the Jews, they're questioning whether they believe that he is the Messiah. And they say, we believe in God the Father. We believe in following the Torah, but we're not convinced that you are the Messiah of Israel. And then Yeshua gives an answer to them in John chapter 5, verses 46 and 47, that had you believed Moses, if you believe what's written in the Torah, you would believe me for he that is Moses or the Torah the Torah is written of me but if you do not believe his writings or what is written in the Torah about Yeshua how will you believe his words or his teachings and so Yeshua they claim that the Torah is written of him so how is the Torah written of him well Yeshua created the heavens and the earth we're told that in John chapter 1 in verse 3 that all things were made by him. That is the word because John 1, 1, in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. And so in John 1, 3, all things were made by him, the word. And without him, the word was not anything made that was made. John chapter 1, verse 10, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. So who was in the world that the world didn't recognize him for who he is, but yet he made the world? That is Yeshua. And so Paul also speaks and teaches of this in Colossians in chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, where it says regarding Yeshua, that he's the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by him, the image of the invisible God, were all things created that are in heaven, that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by him and for him. So how is the Torah speaking of Yeshua? Well, it speaks of Yeshua because Yeshua created the heavens and the earth. So Yeshua not only created the heavens and the earth, but we're told in the book of Judges in chapter 2 and in verse 1, it reads, And an angel of the Lord came from Gilgal to Bohem and said, now we're going to be told what the angel of the Lord is going to say. Once again, in the Hebrew, the Hebrew word here that got translated as angel is malach, which means a messenger. So we can read this from the Hebrew and a messenger of Yahweh, a messenger of the Lord, a messenger of God the Father came from Gilgal to Bohem and said, now pay attention to what the messenger of Yahweh says. I made you to go up out of Egypt. 
And I brought you into the land, which I swore unto your fathers. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. So therefore, we can see here that the messenger of Yahweh is making the claim that he, the messenger of Yahweh, made the children of Israel to go up out of Egypt and that the messenger of Yahweh swore unto your fathers, in other words, made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and also said in making the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and also, as we're seeing, gave the Torah at Mount Sinai, said, I will never break my covenant with you. And so we're seeing here Yeshua in the Torah. And so given that it was the messenger of Yahweh that appeared to Moses at the burning bush, and in Hebrew, it's the messenger of the Lord, the Hebrew word Malach, back to Acts in chapter 7, where we read earlier in verse 30 and 35, where Acts 7 repeats what it says in Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, that it was the angel of the Lord that appeared to Moses at the burning bush. Now, it says in Acts in chapter 7 and verse 38, this is he that was in the church in the wilderness with the angel which spoke to him in Mount Sinai. The angel which spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai and the angel that spoke to our fathers who, it's referring to Moses at Mount Sinai, who received the lively oracles, that is the Torah, to give unto us. So it was the angel of the Lord which spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai that gave the lively oracles, the Torah, to us. So we can see cross-referencing Exodus chapter 3 with Acts chapter 7 that it's Yeshua that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. He not only gave the Torah at Mount Sinai, but he created the heavens and the earth. He made covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and he brought the children of Israel out of Egypt. And so next we're going to see what the prophets say. And in order to do that, we're going to look at Isaiah in chapter 33 and verse 22, where it is written, The Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. So this verse makes four claims regarding the Lord or Yahweh. And those four claims are that he's our judge, that he's our king, that he saves us, and he is the lawgiver, the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So let's look at each one of these claims and cross-reference them. The first one we're going to look at is he saves us. Who is the one that saves us? We're going to look at Matthew in chapter 1 and verse 21, which says, And she, that is Mary, brought forth a son, and you will call his name in Hebrew, Yeshua, and Yeshua in Hebrew means salvation. So you shall call his name salvation. So why is the Messiah of Israel and the Messiah of the world named salvation? Because it says he will save his people from their sins. Notice it's Yeshua that saves his people from their sins. How does he save his people from their sins? By dying on the tree and shedding his blood that if we would receive his shed blood for forgiveness of our sins, when we repent of our sins, if we receive Yeshua into our heart and our lives, if we repent of our sins and ask him to be Savior and Lord of our lives, then we are saved or born again. And so we can see that Yeshua is our 
Savior in Luke, in chapter 2, in verse 11, where it says, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. So Yeshua is our Savior, and he saves his people from their sins. So given that Yeshua is our Savior, and he saves his people from their sins. Now we're going to go to James chapter 4 in the first part of verse 12, which says, there is one lawgiver that is able to save. So the one that saves, that is Yeshua, he's our savior, he saves his people from their sins. The one who is our savior and saves us is the lawgiver. So once again, we can see that Yeshua gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So back to Isaiah chapter 33 and verse 22, where not only does the verse say that Yahweh saves us, but he is also our judge. So is Yeshua our judge? Well, it says in 2 Corinthians in chapter 5 and verse 10, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Messiah, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that which he has done, whether it be good or bad. Well, if we must all appear before the judgment seat of Messiah, then who is being the judge? It is Yeshua. So now back to Isaiah in chapter 33 and verse 22. So we can see the verse says that the one that is our judge is also the same one that saves us, who is also our king. So is Yeshua our king? Is he the king of Israel? Is he the king of the world? Well, let's go to John in chapter 1. And in John in chapter 1, in verse 49, it says, Nathanael answered and said unto him, that is Yeshua, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And then when Yeshua returns at his second coming, we're told in Revelation in chapter 19 and verse 16, because the one that this verse refers to, if we go back to Revelation chapter 19, verse 13, it says, he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood. His name is called the Word of God. So who's the Word of God? John chapter 1, verse 1 and 2. It is Yeshua. He's the Word of God. So it's speaking of the Word of God. And now in Revelation chapter 19, verse 16, it says, he has on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of lords. So, back to Isaiah chapter 33 verse 22, where it says the one that is judge is also the one that saves us, who is also the one who is our king, and the one that judges us, that saves us, that is our king, Isaiah 33 verse 22 says, is also our lawgiver. So since Yeshua is our judge, and he saves us, and he's the king of kings, and the Lord of lords, he is also the 
lawgiver. And so now let's look at some additional New Testament references, given that we have already cross-referenced Matthew chapter 1, verse 21, that Yeshua saves us from our sins, that he's our Savior, and that is Luke in chapter 2 in verse 11, that the one that is our Savior that saves us from our sins is the lawgiver, James chapter 4, verse 12. And now what we're going to do is we're going to read Hebrews in chapter 12. And in order to see that Yeshua gave the Torah from the verses 24 through 26, we need to pay attention to what we're reading and to whom these verses are speaking of. So now Hebrews chapter 12, verse 24, it is written, into Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. So the subject of this verse is Yeshua, and what's being said about him is that he's the mediator of the new covenant. Now let's read the next verse, verse 25. See that ye refuse not him that speaks. Well, who is him? Well, you got to go back to the previous verse and the subject of the previous verse, which is Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. Don't refuse him, Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. Do not refuse him that speaks. For if they escaped not, he refused him that spoke on the earth. So now Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant, you're not to refuse him that spoke because he spoke on earth. And what is this referring to? Well, in verse 26, regarding the one that spoke on earth, it's referring to the time and the moment when in verse 26, his voice then shook the earth. What's this referring to? This is referring to Exodus in chapter 19 and verse 18. So in Exodus chapter 19, verse 18, at Mount Sinai, it is written, And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire, and the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace, and the whole mount quaked greatly. So with the presence of the one that spoke with Moses at the burning bush, who is the same one that's speaking to Moses at Mount Sinai, on Mount Sinai, when he spoke, his voice resembled thunder, and it shook the whole earth. And so we can see in Hebrews chapter 12, verses 24 through 26, it's Yeshua, the mediator of the new covenant. It refers to his voice in time past shook the whole earth. And we see it's referring to Exodus chapter 19, verse 18, the one that gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So we're going to give you another reference from the New Testament. And in this example, we're going to make reference to Yeshua himself and his words. And the background to understand what Yeshua is going to refer to is Jeremiah in chapter 6 and verse 16, which says, Thus says the Lord, stand in the ways and see and ask for the old path, which is the good way and walk therein. So what's being referred to that is called the old path, the good way that you're supposed to walk therein, it is following the Torah that was given at Mount Sinai. And so the verse goes on to say that if you ask for the old path and you seek the good way and walk therein, you will find rest for your souls. So finding rest for your souls is a reference to following the Torah that was given at Mount Sinai. So now let's look at Yeshua's words in Matthew in chapter 11 
And beginning in verse 28 through verse 30, Yeshua says, Come unto me, all that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. So how are we going to receive Yeshua's rest? He says, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. So in order to have Yeshua's rest, we are to learn from him. And what do you learn from someone? Their teachings or their words. And so in order to find rest in Yeshua, true and full and complete rest, you have to learn from him. And he says, I am meek and lowly in heart. And if you learn from him, you will find rest for your souls. So he's making a reference back to Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. And what's the context of finding rest for your soul? In Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16, it is following the Torah that was given at Mount Sinai. So Yeshua says, if you learn of me, you will find rest. And so he was making a reference there, a hint that he gave the Torah at Mount Sinai. So that which you're supposed to learn from him is called his yoke. But he says in verse 30 that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. So what makes the Torah of Yeshua easy? Because often in Christianity, they call the Torah bondage. So if Christianity likes to call the Torah bondage, and they usually have this thought from how they interpret the book of Galatians, why is Yeshua saying that his Torah or his yoke is easy? Because we are not asked to follow Yeshua's Torah in our own wisdom, in our own understanding, in our own strength, in our own ability. We are given the Holy Spirit to help us to follow Yeshua's Torah. So referring to the Holy Spirit, Yeshua called the Holy Spirit the Spirit of Truth. So in John chapter 16, verse 13, it says, When the Spirit of Truth has come, He will guide you in all truth. So the function of the Holy Spirit is to lead us and to guide us in truth. And so who or what is truth? Well, first of all, truth is Yeshua. And so in John chapter 14, verse 6, Yeshua said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No man comes from the Father but by me. So Yeshua is the truth and the Holy Spirit is going to lead you and guide you in truth. So the Holy Spirit is going to point you to Yeshua in him being the Messiah. We can see this in 1 Corinthians in chapter 12 and verse 3. The last part of the verse says that no one can say the Yeshua is Yahweh, that Yeshua is Lord, but by the Holy Spirit. And so it's the Holy Spirit that leads you and guides you into the truth that Yeshua is the Messiah. But what also in the scriptures is defined as truth? We go now to Psalm 119 and verse 142, which says, Thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness, and your Torah is the truth. And then in Psalm 119, verse 151, You are near, O Lord, and all your commandments are truth. So Yeshua is truth, the Torah is truth, the commandments are truth. Therefore, Yeshua is one with his Torah and the commandments because they are all truth. And the one that leads you into that truth is the Holy Spirit. That is because... 
The new covenant is the Torah written upon our heart. And this new covenant was given to the house of Israel, the northern kingdom, and the house of Judah. So in Jeremiah, in chapter 31 and verse 31, it says, Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. And so what does this new covenant look like? In verse 33, Jeremiah 31, verse 33, it is written, But this will be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, says the Lord, I will put my Torah in their inward parts, and I will write it in their hearts, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. So the new covenant is the Torah written upon our heart by the Holy Spirit. Well, that's going to conclude part two of the series on the subject, the testimony of Yeshua. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.